Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, Tampa Bay sports fans. Welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron, getting ready for another great show. We had a great week of sports down here in the Tampa area with our teams. Our number here is 877-448-7901. Email sports at power901.com. Let me know if you want to talk about the Rays, probably the hottest team in baseball right now. Our Lightning getting to the second round, getting some revenge on the team that knocked us out of the playoffs last year. And the Brady Bunch getting ready for some uh, NFL football. Of course, you know by now that the Lightning eliminated Columbus from the Stanley Cup playoffs. It went five games, and this past Wednesday, uh, we rallied from a two-goal third-period deficit uh, before beating the Blue Jackets 5-4 to four on, you, you guessed it, Braden Point's goal, 5-12 into uh, the overtime period. Point also delivered the winner in Game 1, if you remember, in that best-of-seven series, which was a, a five-overtime thriller uh, that actually wound up being the fourth-longest lo- game in uh, NHL history. Kevin Shankirk and Anthony Sorelli also scored in the final eight minutes of regulation to wipe out a 4-2 deficit. Earlier in the game, Columbus scored four consecutive times to overcome an early two-goal deficit of its own. So it was really a great game if you had a chance to watch the series at all. Uh, we had the one little sputter in game two where we lost 3-1, uh, to one, but in the rest of the games... When it counted, you know, he came up big. Vasilevsky stopped 37 of 41 shots for Tampa Bay. Um, you know, and if you remember, the team that knocked us out last year were the same Blue Jackets. And not only you know, knocked us out, but they swept us, which I'm glad that that's all history and we got sweet revenge on that. So, um, you know, they played well. Columbus played well. They just didn't have the uh, talent to match up or the depth to match up with us this year. Junus uh, Corpusello had 20 saves for Columbus. He had a uh, uh, very uh, exciting series, especially after that first game. I think he had over um, 83 saves or something like that in that five-overtime period game. Tyler Johnson and Blake Coleman scored for us within a 61-second span to give us an early 2-0 lead in that final game. Uh, but then Columbus answered right back with goals by Foligno, um, Steinland, and Wenberg that actually put the Blue Jackets ahead of us 3-2 to two with uh, 15 seconds to go in the second period. Uh, when we started the third period, uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand's third goal of the series made it 4-2 early into the third. So at that point, now we're down 4-2 to two after being ahead to zip. Tampa Bay rallied back. Like I said, Shattenkirk um, beat Carpacello off the top of the right circle. And then um, uh, Sorelli uh, scored with 138 remaining in regulation to tie it. And then in overtime, Braden Point, who always seems to uh, come up big, love having the game on his skate when it matters. So, um, like I said, we move on now to the second round. Still waiting to see who we play. Most likely going to be Boston, and that may even start tomorrow night, depending on what happens um, earlier here with the uh, Flyers. So all in all, it was a, a great first round for the Lightning. I think if you look at the way 
Coach Cooper has the team going. Uh, when it comes time to um, now kick somebody in the butt a little bit, he's doing it sooner, it seems. His expression, if you look on the bench right now, it's a whole lot different than it was in, in past years. He seems to have that, that look of um, urgency, which is something that I, I didn't see in last year's team. You see that more now. Um, you know, Victor Hedman, after that you know, first game injury with the ankle, came back to have a great series. So uh, still looking to get Stamkos back. If you can get him back, uh, I'd feel a, a thousand times better about going all the way than I do right now. And right now, I really feel good about us getting to the cup final. So, you know, one game at a time, one series at a time. Keep on going forward. Like I said, we'll probably end up playing either Sunday or Monday, most likely, uh, depending on what happens over the weekend. But your thoughts on the, the Lightning? What did you see that you liked? Maybe you saw something that you didn't like. Are there any players that are stepping up, in your opinion, that you're happy to see that you did not expect? Or are there players that you're still waiting to step up? And, um, you know, again, I'd love to hear your feedback. 877-448-7901 if you want to call in. If you look at the um, the rest of the playoffs, you have Boston who closed out their series. And you have the Islanders, which surprisingly beat Washington. So uh, most likely... You're going to have the Flyers playing the Islanders and we'll be playing Boston and, you know, go from there to the Eastern Finals. So great time of year as far as the hockey playoffs going. would like to hear what you think about them playing without any fans. Um, how do you think they're responding? Do you think that hockey is a little bit different than some of the other sports where maybe it's not that big of a factor? Um you know, all the all the major um, league teams, whether it be baseball or, or football or hockey in this situation, they're used to getting the support of the fans, especially, obviously, when they're home. Um, you know, sometimes on the road, some of the negativity that you hear in the stands actually fires up a team. You don't have that. All of this, all of the... Um, motivation has to come from within that team, within that locker room. That's why it's making uh, added pressure on these coaches, in my opinion. Thinking of something new each game, thinking of something new, maybe each each shift change uh, to say, be, or else, you know, between the periods. It's a little bit different this year, and I think Cooper's doing a heck of a job. I don't think he gets enough credit in some things that he does, but uh, nonetheless, we move on to the next round. It was a good week for the Lightning, and uh, I'm going to come right back and start talking a little bit more about the Rays right now. He's having a great time as well. We'll be right back on the show. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your 
your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-943-2195 800-943-2195 That's 800-943-2195 Now, Now, back to the show Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show On Power 90.1 Welcome back sports fans We talked about the Lightning having a great week Well, the Rays had just as good If not even a better week than they did They won five in a row And right now we're going to talk about your first place Rays. That's right. ALE standings. Tampa Bay heading into this weekend um, against Toronto are now a half a game ahead of the Yankees, who um, got swept by us this past week. So I'll tell you, we really have the Yankees number right now. I don't want to jinx the team at all, but um, really playing strong against them. And the whole team on a whole has really come into their own in the last two weeks here. And you see... Everyone participating, you no, know, everyone contributing each and every game. The only uh, dark spot this week was with uh, Yanni Chirinos. Uh, you know, he was uh, he was complaining of some lack of power on some of his pitches during a bullpen session, and uh, he actually was put on the IL with an elbow strain. And now it seems as though he's going to have uh, surgery on that as well. So. That's the only um, dark spot on the, the team this past week. Other than that, um, you know, you had some players that really stepping up in, in different times of the game. If you look at our pitching, I, I think that we've done a, a very a good job of helping our pitchers out when they get into a bind. Now, a lot of times, um, you know, a pitcher may not be having a good game and you have people like Brandon Lau, Yandy Diaz, whether it be Adamus or Choi or Kiermaier or Susugo stepping up there and, and getting a key hit to really uh, spark the team at that point. They've been very successful so far this year, in my opinion, of, of getting timely hits or maybe you know uh, taking advantage of some uh, defensive misplay and being able to advance. They're, they're aggressive base runners. Uh, I think more times than not, I'm there saying, no, don't, no, hold up, hold up. But they take the extra base and no, most, most times it's working out for them. So, you know, you have Brandon Lau with, you know, batting 330 right now. He's got eight home runs, 23 RBIs. Um, You know, his on base percentage is, you know, over 400 right now. You have some um, players that are really, really playing well. Again, if you go up and down the lineup, each and every one of them are contributing uh, in, in one way or the other. So uh, they have to keep it up. It's, it's obviously a team game. And the fun thing about watching this team is that there aren't any people on there. There aren't any showboats. There aren't any um, uh, players that sometimes they get all the headlines and it kind of takes away from the rest of the team. On any given night, any player that's in that starting lineup is capable of having the game-winning hit. And on top of that, the people that come in off the bench uh, is just as capable of having a, a walk-off home run or a hit, whatever it may be, to win. So great, uh, great job this past week. Like I said, we have Toronto this weekend. 
hopefully we can keep the uh, the mojo going and uh, win the series, if not more, against them this week. I want to talk a little bit about um, the virus. It's it's canceling the Yankees Mets series. Uh, a couple play a player from the Mets, as long with a a personnel um, person, tested positive, and which made the league cancel the uh, not just one game, um, but also the whole weekend series with the Yankees and the Mets. So if 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 nothing else, I suppose it gives us a chance to um, move up in the standings or advance or lead in the standings, I should say. Although, for the life of me, I'm having a hard time understanding how Major League is going to be able to um, pick the teams for the playoffs based on these percentages because you have so many teams already, the Marlins, the Mets, the the Phillies, the Cardinals, the Cubs, that have missed games. Um, and the per- they're going by percentage points to see who is... Uh, uh, leading in the standing. So it's very hard to follow. I'm sure there'll be uh, uh, an easier tutorial coming out for us to be able to figure out how they're going to be able to judge which teams have the advantage. How many games can you miss? There has to be something put in place or else you're going to see teams taking advantage of that system and um, you know it's, it's not going to end up being a fair and equitable uh, situation. But for the time being, you have to love what the Rays have done. Uh, Kevin Cash has done a um, superb job, in my opinion, of of managing the young team that he has and, um, you know, getting the most out of the players. And each one of them is willing to step up, next man up on this team. It doesn't matter if someone gets hurt or in a slump or whatever. It just seems the next guy on the bench can step in there and get the job done. So, as a race fan, it, it's it's great to see the the little successes that they have each night out there, and those little successes hopefully will um, march into a, a, a huger success to the whole season. So, you know, keep merging those small successes, and we'll end up getting what we want. Would love to hear your opinion. Eight seven seven four four eight. 7901 email sports at power901.com how's your team doing this year are you happy with the way that the uh, rays are conducting themselves um no, no positive tests right now so that's a good thing love to hear your feedback on what you think we need to do to um maybe address some weaknesses that you, you may see Maybe you think that everything looks good right now and no need to address anything with the trade trade deadline coming up. Is there someone that you'd like to see us acquire or try to pick up? I mean, as we get closer here, the, the Rays organization needs to make a decision on if they're going to be going all in um, because we have a good chance right now. Uh, we've been saying that all along from the beginning of the season, but the Rays are showing it on a day-in, day-out basis that we really are a contender. So somewhere along the line here, really soon, the Rays organization needs to make a decision on who they're going to try to pick up for the rest of the season to uh, shore up any uh, gaps that they think they may have as a team. Now, don't forget, there's going to be 16 teams making the playoffs. So there's not going to be a lot of... um, uh, sellers out there, if you will, more buyers. So we have to be a little bit uh, on the offensive 
to pick up someone if we have our eye on someone. So I'm hoping that the Rays have that under control and will uh, do everything they can to ensure that we can keep on, keep it on, if you will, and, um, you know, get to the get to the playoffs and, and more as we well should with this team. So we'll be right back to talk some more sports. And again, let me know what you want to talk about. Last week, we had a trivia question. Who was the athlete that was on the cover of Sports Illustrated the most times? Uh, that answer was Michael Jordan. He was on there 47 times, which which led everyone. So uh, we'll get back very shortly here with the next trivia question and talk more sports. You listen to the Jimmy B Sports Show and you are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at The Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Talking a little bit about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. This past week was the first uh, week that they had the padded practices. Of course, all eyes are on 43-year-old Tom Brady uh, trying to learn a new offense for the first time in 20 years. People were worrying about his arm strength because he didn't really have a chance to throw deep last year. Not many uh, receivers, unfortunately, for the Patriots during that time frame. But not that issue this year. I guess he threw a, a 60-yard pass on one of the uh, first plays on their 7-on-7 seven seven drills this week. And uh, we moved all doubt about the strength of his arm. I'll tell you, I mean, usually you hear some... Uh, Things sneak out of the, the, the training camps here and there. Maybe something negative about this player or that player. But none of that down here right now this year. It's really amazing the uh, culture change that I see with the Bucks this year. And that um, that has to do with Brady. I've, like I said, I've um, always respected Brady for what he's done. Never been a Brady fan per se. Um, but him being down here and getting to see him a little bit, the way he interacts with the players and um, the, obviously the teammates, the coaches, it, it's great to see. And nothing but accolades for what he's brought to the team so far. Um, you know, he's really, uh, Mike Evans can't say enough good things about him so far this year. Um, and same thing goes for uh, Godwin and... Um, you know, Rob Gronkowski, which will be his go-to player uh, when it comes to crunch time. I still believe that um, the way Brady used to look to Edelman up there in New England, he'll be doing that for Gronkowski down here. With that said, I'm going to make a prediction that Mike Evans has a, a tremendous year. I mean, I think he will be the leading receiver in the uh, entire uh, league this year with uh, Brady at the helm. So I'm just going to go out on the limb and say that right now. I, I see some chemistry starting to develop between those two, and I think that it's only going to grow throughout the year. Uh, Coach Arians, you know, he's, he's out there. He's, uh, 
the thing about him is he has a, you know, one of those demeanors where he's not afraid to say what he's thinking. He's not going to give you a, a pass because of, you know, you got number 12 on your jersey. So he's out there. And there were times this past week where he got on Brady, a um, couple of interceptions thrown at practice. And, uh, you know, he's not playing any favorites out there. And I'm sure Brady respects that, as does the rest of the team. And it's really, um, I think, building a foundation for a great uh, build-up to the year. I was listening to Jim Miller on uh, the NFL station on Sirius, and there were, he was talking about some of the um, uh, pros and cons this year, mostly pros, obviously, with Brady and the Bucks. I want to take a second and play that segment. Here it comes earlier today. I'm sure that crossed your mind. <laughs> yeah, I, that's one of the questions I asked. Him. I said, Tom, you know, here you've always been the, the leading force of welcoming other guys into a locker room. And literally, when I played for the Patriots, Tom's one of the first guys that came up to me. Hey, man, glad you're here. Remember playing against you in Chicago. You know, he's just he's a very welcoming, great teammate. It's just who he is. It's what it's what he's about. And now here he finds himself uh, as an outsider coming into a new locker room, and everybody else is welcoming him. He said, "Yeah." He goes, "That was a little." different i didn't even think about that jim but you know he goes you know luckily my credentials uh, have a little bit to do with it so it's been a very good welcome you know yeah. down in tampa yeah it's crazy i mean what kind of vibe did you get from him because obviously you know we know everything it's a different style coach it's he's now he's going to try to prove himself he's he's in a division with drew Brees. i mean what kind of vibe and feeling did you get just in spending that short amount of time with him i, I think he when he made the decision that he was no longer going to be a Patriot and found his way to Tampa, I think he's been relentless. You know, he's, he's getting kicked out of kicked out of parks by the police due to the COVID <laughs> pandemic. You know, he said, he goes, it's different for me. He goes, I go home every day. I've got my playbook. I've got my iPad with me by my bed's, uh, nightstand every night. He goes, I'm cramming. You know, and he knows it starts from scratch. And he's put forth the effort. And he's always been relentless about that. Tom... Tom is not a player that wants to go out there and embarrass himself. He goes, you know, during camp right now, he goes, I'm making my share of mistakes. I'm trying to minimize them. I'm trying to correct them. It is different for him because it doesn't just flow like it has uh, previously with the New England Patriots. But And he understands that. But he's putting forth the work like he always has in order for the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to have a successful season. They're not buying into the hype. I can guarantee you that. I don't think Bruce Arians is allowing them to do it. Tom's certainly not going to do it. And I don't think any of those other teammates of his are buying into the hype that, hey, it's just a given that they're going to be a playoff team. Yeah, I want to go back to something I think is interesting because, you know, there was this talk when all the pandemic was going through and you referenced how he got chased out, you know, these public parks and stuff. You know, he, he wants to be familiar with guys and obviously there's familiarity with Gronk, but he's got a whole new system to learn, a whole new receiving core to deal with. Did you sense like any frustration or is he sort of past that at this point? I think he's past it. I think he feels very comfortable. Uh, with Mike Evans, with Chris Godwin, you know, the guys who are going to be the, the starters. They've got some young receivers that they're trying to break in, like the young receiver they, they drafted from Minnesota. So certainly, uh, you know, he's getting caught up to speed and stuff like that. But I think the veterans, they're all on the same page. And they wanted to go out there and work with Tom Brady. You know, I know that Tom probably faced a lot of criticism. Other quarterbacks were doing it too, just to get timing and rhythm uh, with the receivers. Uh, but Tom, you know, he's kind of a magnet. You know, that's the reason why Shady McCoy signed there. Why do you think Rob Gronkowski's uh, down there? Why do you think some of the veterans re-signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Because I think Tom has that magnet. You know, he's a, a force that is much like a magnet 
that people are attracted to him. They know he's a winner and they want to be there and they want to work with him and they want to try and get this done. So after hearing Jim Miller and uh, Coach Arians talking about Gronkowski and Brady and um, like I said, everything is moving in the direction down here right now with the Bucks. I, I don't remember a time when the expectations or the enthusiasm was as great as it is right now. Um, it would have been nice to have at least one or two preseason games under their belt at this time and getting ready for the season opener. But uh, I think that there's a level playing field, obviously, throughout the rest of the league. And when it comes time to put the pads on, go out there and play that first game, I know that uh, the Bucks will be ready for that. I think they're, um, you know, tired of, you know, working it out against each other. And there comes a point where you're ready to go out there and, and uh, you know, beat up on someone else for a change. So I, for one, am looking forward to the Bucks. Uh, first game here coming up in a couple weeks. Again, your thoughts. We'd um, love to hear what you have to say. 877-448-7901. Uh, email sports at power901.com. We'll be right back to keep the show going. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it. All of it if they want. Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. Call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back to the Gymnasium Sports Fans. Let's talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs, which just started this past week. Uh, Orlando Magic, they had a great game one against the odds-on favorite to win the East, the Milwaukee Bucks. Game one, the Magic won 122-110. to 110. Um, Unfortunately, the Bucks came back in game two, and uh, they returned the favor, 111-96. to 96. So that series is all knotted up at, at one apiece. And they'll be playing uh, 1 o'clock today, so it should be a, a good series to watch. I, I look for the Bucks to actually close out that series probably in five games. I don't see uh, Orlando being able to hang with them, especially if uh, Giannis keeps on playing the way he did. He was the first Buck to uh, a 2020 game uh, with 20 rebounds and 20 points in game two. When he's on, it's, uh, it's really tough to... To stop, but the rest of that team needs to actually uh, start uh, scoring a little bit more. They can't rely on him throughout the whole series. Uh, some of the other games in the playoffs we have staying in the East right now: the Raptors and the Brooklyn Nets. Right now, Toronto is up in that series three zip, and uh, obviously they look to uh, to end that series tomorrow. I believe they're playing game four tomorrow. Uh, you have to give Toronto credit. They, they lost um, Kari Leonard uh, over to the Clippers. And uh, after winning it all last year, they're, they're still there. I mean, they, they, they have great, um, great coaching on that team. And I think that they took that commanding 3-0 lead 
and I look for them to obviously win that series and move on. Talk a little bit about the Celtics and the Sixers. I was uh, disappointed that the Sixers uh, looked so flat in their um, in the second defeat that they had. It was a good cl- it was a good game in, in game one, but um, no, they really looked terrible. Brett Brown, I don't know what he's doing coaching out there, but it looks as though that team has just given up. Uh, I don't I can't tell if the Celtics are that good right now or if the Sixers are that bad. Obviously, Ben Simmons is out with the injury, so it's pretty apparent that Joel Embiid cannot um, put that team on his shoulders and, and, and win. Of course, game three, uh, we'll see what happens. But at this point, I don't see anything stopping the Celtics from uh, winning that series, uh, possibly possibly a sweep, um, but no more than five games. The other one in the East is the Miami Heat and the Pacers. Um, uh, right now, the Heat are leading that series two games to zip. Uh, you know, if you look at if you look at that team, um, you have Jimmy Butler leading the way, and uh, they can make some noise. They can make some noise. I, I don't think they're as strong as the Bucks or the Celtics, but. Um, you know, they're going to be a, a tough out here in the playoffs. If you look over on the other uh, coast, on the on the Western Division side, you had the Lakers and the Portland Trailblazers. You know, everyone's saying that this is the year that the Lakers win. You know, LeBron's there with AD. Um, well, if you look at game one, they got uh, surprised by Portland in game one. Damian Lillard had a great game. Um and Portland jumped out to a one nothing lead despite a huge game by LeBron. But uh, Anthony Davis did not do much in that game. However, they did come back in game two and um, you know, tied it up. So it's one apiece in, in that series. I, I don't think, you know, now with Damian Lillard's thumb being dislocated, it's going to be a long uphill battle. I don't believe that Portland can... Um, stay with the Lakers in the seven-game series. The one advantage that some of these teams have this year is without the, the, the travel, typically it would be at this point the series 1-1, then you know, jumping on the, 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 the plane and going up to Portland so that they play the next uh, two games up there. Where this year, being in the bubble, of course there is no movement, there is no uh, any teams leaving and going to a home court. There's no home court advantage. So because of that, I think it might be uh, an advantage to some of these teams that um, are, are not favored to win if they can just keep their uh, perspective on what they have to do and make the changes after each game, make the modifications to try to come back and and figure out what didn't work and go from there. So I, I think the Lakers will win that series. And then, of course, you have um, the other series in, in the West, which would be the uh, Clippers and the Mavericks. Uh, I, I, for one, love love watching um, Doncic, Luka Doncic with Dallas. Uh, he, he reminds me of Larry Bird in a lot of ways. Uh, great scorer, great passer. Um Loves the game. I love to watch him play. His defense is uh, pretty much non-existent, however. So he needs to work on that. They, the, the Mavericks and the Clippers are tied in that series at one game apiece. And um, Dallas is going to give the Clippers some 
problems, I believe, in that series. However, I, I do think the Clippers are uh, deeper, and I do think that they'll prevail. But that that's going to go six or seven games, I believe. Um, so, uh, again, fun to watch. And the um, other one is the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Utah is up right now, two games to one. Um, I think that Denver will most likely win that series. And, and I think that when you come down to it, you're going to have the Celtics and the Bucks in the East, in the Eastern Final, and you'll have the Lakers and the Clippers in the Western Finals. And, uh, no, we'll take it from there. So we'd love to hear your thoughts on what you think about the uh, NBA. It seems as though they've had a plan so far uh, with the bubble. Adam Silver's done a good job out there. Um, Who is the only person that was elected to both the football and the baseball Hall of Fame? Again, who was the only person who was elected to both the football and the baseball Hall of Fame? We'll have that answer on next week's show. I just want to say that I hope the... Uh, everyone has a, a, a good weekend. I know that um, some uh, speculation about a couple of these storms coming up through the Gulf. Hopefully they go far enough uh, away from us that it doesn't affect us too much. Um, let's hope that the Rays have a great weekend against the um, that Toronto team who's playing their home games in Buffalo, I guess, this year. Let's hope that their visit down here in St. Pete uh, isn't a happy one for them. Let's also hope that the Lightning, when they find out who they're playing, whether it be the Islanders or most likely the uh, Bruins, can get off to a good start here. They may even start tomorrow, like I said, tomorrow or Monday. But either way, hopefully everyone has a um, good weekend and a good start of the week next week. As always, stay safe, stay vigilant, and above all, stay positive. Thank you for listening to the Jimmy B Sports Show. We'll talk to you next week on Power 90.1.